Welcome to Let It Be Easy with Susie Moore. Well, 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 a bit of a different Sunday for us today, my friends. (laughs) Typically, as you know, we have interviews on Sundays. I bring on a friend or a really cool author or an expert in some area. But given that this has been the first full week of January and the fact that a lot of people have questions about how to set up for a successful new year, I thought we'd take the time to spend together today, you and me, delving into how I set up for a new year. It's not strict or rigid. It's not perfect, but it works for me. And I've been doing this for a few years now. And if you're, if you're in self-coaching society, we've done this together on a live call, but it's a pretty simple structure that I set up year to year around this time as I contemplate what a successful new year will really feel like for me. Now, I'd like to point out the fact that I don't necessarily care about new year timing. You can do this in April. You can do this in June if you need a reset. You can do it whenever you like. The timing of it isn't important. The most important thing is just the focus, the reset, if that's what you need, And the time that you take just to be with you to contemplate your life and to contemplate what a very successful 12 12 months would look like and feel like for you. So I have a couple of things that I love to set in motion at the start of the year if it feels right and it does feel right for me right now that could be helpful for you. So take what you want, leave the rest as always, but these things can help you get most out of this year according to what success means to you, how you personally define it. No one has the same exact idea of what success is because we want different things. We have different desires. Maybe you want more freedom. Maybe you want more money. Maybe you want new relationships. Maybe you want more peace and rest. No matter what it is that you want, this can help you, or at least one or two of these points can help you. So why not try them on, see how they feel, and let me know what you think. Let me know your feedback. You can always hit me up on Instagram via DM. I'm at Susie.more. Okay, number one. This is probably the most critical piece for me, at least. If there was just one thing that I did, it would be this. It is to set an intention for the year. Like, what do you most intend for this year? And there are very different intentions that we have. I find some years are very ambitious. Some years are a bit more relaxed and contemplative. Some years can be more evolved around family. Whatever your intention is, it is this incredible filter through which you make decisions. So my intention for 2023 is to live fully in integrity. Now, what do I mean by that? After reading Martha Beck's book, The Way of Integrity, I feel like a bit of a broken record because I love this book so much. And definitely check out our interview if you haven't already, my interview with Martha Beck on the pod a few weeks ago. She explains how integrity isn't this, you know, prim, behave, ethical uh, thing that we often think of when it comes to integrity, when it comes to our mind. It's simply 
us living in full alignment, our inside self, our outer self, our thoughts, our words, our actions being totally clean, meaning we say what we mean. We partake in things that we love. We say no when we mean no. We say yes when we mean yes. There's nothing to cover up. There is nothing to uh, to fake. <laughs> it's simply being true to you in a way that respects others, but focuses on what it means for for you to live a life in alignment with your own truth. So being integrity for me means saying no when I mean it, saying yes to projects that really feel exciting and uh, and loving for me, being honest with other people, being honest with myself, telling the truth for the reason I'm not doing something, not making up an excuse if it if I think it will make someone feel a little bit better, not even telling white lies. (laughs) Now, look, will this be perfect? No, right? Probably not. But if integrity is my filter through which I make decisions this year, I know that I will spend time with people that I love. I will do things that I love. I'll spend time on projects that I love. And I'm not so easily swayed or pulled in directions that simply aren't right for me. That being said, my husband's word for this year is structure. He wants to create more structure around how he works, how he spends time for his hobbies, and how he spends his days. In past years, my words have been expansion. If that's been fully what I've been focused on, expanding in new ways, all the ways. One year I had the word experiment, which was absolutely right for that year as I was testing new things, finding my footing as a business owner. What could a word be for you? What could be a way of making, a a, a way of setting an intention that makes decisions easier for you because it's through the filter of the thing that you most care about? So is this in my integrity? Is my question for myself. For a year of expansion, it's like, will this help me expand? Having an intention really keeps you on track because the world can really distract you, right? There are lots of opportunities. There are people, there's noise, there's chatter. There's so much that goes on outside of us. So when we always come back to our word or our intention, we come back to ourselves and that place of steadiness. So what can your word be? What do you most care about this year? Maybe your word is bold. If you care about making a bold move, what is your word? Spend some time thinking about it. There's no right or wrong. It's your year. It's your life. It's your decision. You can also change it too. We want to be easy about this. Okay, moving on now to the second thing. I love to set just one to two goals, right? We can go crazy by setting health goal, career goal, finance goal, travel goal, I mean, savings goal. <laughs> there can be goals, goals, goals to the hilt. And it can be a little overwhelming and more almost for the fact that we've set goals. It can be more to fulfill the fact that we should set goals versus the joy of actually just setting goals. <laughs> because there are one or two things that are really most meaningful to us. For me, this is actually being an in integrity. So I love to set a financial goal as a business owner, have real clarity on the amount of income that I want to make in a year. And then I have a couple of career goals in terms of things that I'd love to achieve, almost like not bucket list items, but set a goal for two to three things that I'd like to do this year that I haven't done yet. I love to focus on what's called sometimes in coaching an MPI, the most pressing issue, right? So for you, that might be a 
health goal. It may be a sobriety goal. It may be a goal around relationships or boundaries. But what are one to two goals? Even one goal can be enough, especially if you've got a very focused year. What is it that you'd most like to accomplish or allow in this year? For me, I've set a clear financial goal and then a couple of career goals that I'd like to hit before year end. That is really enough. Here is point number three. (laughs) Now, I learned this from someone, actually, I think it was Michael Hyatt, who I learned this from years ago, but it's to plan your rest periods or your vacations first. So almost like a stake in the ground. I know this year when I'm going to be on vacation. I know specifically when I'm going to have a winter break, when I'm going to have a Europe vacation to see my family. I know a wedding that I'm attending. I know a later year break that I'm going. We're going to Australia for my brother-in-law's wedding. I cannot wait for that. But if you looked at my calendar, you would see just marked out in a bright color, you know, Susie OOO, like out of office. The reason we need to do this first is because often just life takes over, right? Work takes over, other people's priorities take over. But when you, once you really put that stake in the ground, you're like, nope, this is it. I'm away. I'm going here. I'm going there. Even if you're just staying home to have a period of rest, when you make that clear in your calendar, not only does it happen because you've made it the priority, but you're not easily tugged by other things. You're not swayed by other people and just stuff going on in the world. And let me tell you something, my friend, no one else can do this for you. (laughs) No one else will make this a priority for you, but you. It has to be you. So (laughs) when are you going to be taking breaks this year? And don't just plan one. Why not really populate your calendar with rest periods to look forward to, however you define those? Point number four, there are only five, my friends, so we're we're getting near the end here. Point number four is to create more balance in your life. Now, I don't love the word balance because I feel like it can be more pressurizing than helpful, right? And if you're going through a busy phase, maybe you're launching a book or you're having a baby or you're moving or you're getting divorced, you don't need balance in your life. There are busy seasons and less busy seasons. What I mean by balance here is almost like a visual in your mind of having a set of scales. So for example, if you want to have more family time this year, if you want to spend more time with your kids, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends even. Sometimes it's not just adding more to the calendar, right? It's not like adding more social engagements. It can actually be peeling away some projects that you're working on or peeling away some other commitments so that family time can actually just naturally rise on the scale. It's not all about just bogging down the scale and throwing more on to weight it down. Sometimes when we release a side of the scale like say work projects, family time naturally can elevate and doesn't compete so much because you, by doing less, you simply open up time and focus and energy for more. So instead of just adding more, what can you peel away? What can fall away? Maybe having your word of the year can help you with this. Maybe, for example, if the the word of the year for you is expansion, maybe there are some groups that you're part of, maybe a wine circle or a book club or some type of running group. Maybe that doesn't feel expansive for you anymore. So if you release it this year, you lovingly let go of it, there's going to be space that opens up for you. 
right? So how can you create time for the things that matter most just this year by peeling away a couple of things, by doing less? Now, finally, I love to spend, you know, at least an hour or two quietly to myself visualizing what a successful 12 months looks like for me. Like, you know, bring a journal if you want to, make a cup of tea. Ideally, you're not disturbed at all in this period. But think about your life 12 months from now. You know, what will a great 12 months look like? And what will it, more importantly, feel like? Picture it. Imagine you're having a conversation with a friend and you're like, wow, I had a really, really great 2023. These things all took place. This is how I feel. This is what my life now looks like. A year is a long time, my friend. You can make a lot of shifts within a 12-month period. How will your life look? Almost like as if in a before and after. Can you visualize it? Can you picture it? And how does it feel? Do you feel at peace? Do you feel ambitious? Do you feel energized? Do you feel eager? How will you look and feel 12 months from today if you had a very successful year? However you define success, nobody else can do this for you. Spend some time thinking about it. I mean, what will you be wearing? Where will you be physically? If I were to even just take your phone, who will be the people that you're texting or calling, communicating with? What will be on your calendar for 2024? How will you have spent the holiday season? What books will you have read? What will you know? What will you have clarity on? Allow yourself to dwell in that. It's almost like a self-meditation without even having to meditate. It's just the pondering of it. Future you often has very wise things to tell current day you. We don't need to rush it. Maybe you'll think that in 12 months from now, you'll be in a warm climate somewhere. Maybe you will have moved. Maybe you will have made some big money moves or some big career moves, or maybe you finally would have let go of something that's no longer good for you. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a person. What deserves your attention this year? And if at the end of 12 months, you feel good to you, you look good to you. You just, you're at this, this place where you found your steadiness. You've kept yourself in balance. How will your life change? How will your life have changed? What, what will be different? And then once you ponder that, once you really think about that future you who feels great, write down three immediate actions that you can take this week that you can start implementing now. Is there someone you need to call? Is there an engagement you need to cancel? Is there something that you need to buy to set yourself up for success? What is it? It's interesting because it's so easy to live our lives in this default way, right? Like day by day, week by week, just trying to make it through. That is not what life is about. And when we don't have an intention, it's very easy to almost be like a plastic bag, right? You know, uh, being tossed around in the wind this way, that way. Okay, I'll go with you. Okay, I'll follow you. Okay, this is what's happening in the news. That's going to determine how I feel today. That's not how I live my life. And you don't have to live your life that way. 
when you have an intention, when you have a couple of goals, really one to two, keep it clear, let it be easy. When you plan your rest periods, when you maybe peel a few things away that aren't really required anymore, they're not useful to you anymore. When you visualize successful you, happy you, peaceful you 12 months from now, when all of these things are in your mix, a very conscious year unfolds because you're clear on what you want. You're clear on what's most important. You've taken time to, to reflect, relax throughout the year. You know what's most important to you and you know what success to you feels like then you're not easily swayed and moved around (laughs) in the way that many people are. If you look around, you'll see that most people aren't living with complete intention. They're keeping their eyes open, seeing what other people are doing. They're often making decisions based on what's going on in the outside world. But I love to live a self-directed life. What matters to me? My friend, this is your limited time on earth. (laughs) We don't have long, really. I mean, I love contemplating this. I love even contemplating my own death one day. We don't have long. Can we come back to a place of intention? There is nothing more important than this. So often we'll write lists of, you know, what we have to do that week and what we want to buy from the supermarket and lists of like ideas of things we want to read and podcasts we want to listen to. What about a list (laughs) for your life, your intention, your goals, your rest periods? visualizing what matters to you, writing down the actions that are going to be the biggest needle movers. If you do this each year, we leave very little room for regrets because you're clear on what matters to you. You forge your head with that filter of knowing what matters most to you. You don't just allow the year to evaporate because you've been so busy and you've never had a chance to take a breath or see the people that you love. And maybe you're just kind of busy doing all the things that you kind of forget about those areas that you really want to elevate on the scales. When we can take some quiet time, understand that our life, our time here matters. We are all, oh my gosh, to be a human being, it's a miracle. There is no accident that you're here. When you live with intention, with consciousness, with a willingness to show up as the person that inside you know you are? Wow, a very beautiful year could unfold, my friend. Now, I do want to hear from you. Please DM me. What's your word? What are your one to two goals? I want to cheer you along. I am consciously wishing you a beautiful year. If you like to, these kind of solo casts on Sundays are a little longer than our daily episodes. Let me know that too. Next Sunday, we'll be back with an incredible interview. Until next time, my friends. Love and ease. Hey friend, I've got something really cool for you. I want to give you free access to my signature course called Slay Your Year, which typically sells for $997. You can check it out, all the details at slayyouryear.com. All you have to do to get access is leave me a review, leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, take a snapshot of it and send it to info at susie-more.com. That's info at susie-more.com and we'll get you set up with access.